Hi, this is Jim. And Ralph. And uh, welcome to uh, Psychology Takeaway, where we try to make some sense out of uh, the headlines that uh, confront us in psychology. Ralph, how have you been? I've been uh, very well, Jim. One of the oh. things that uh, kind of interests me about that is we're seeing uh, now more unimplicit bias in the in the public press, uh, and we're going to start off our discussion today with what might seem to be something totally unrelated. We're going to talk about anxiety. Okay, and uh, let's throw a panic disorder into there as well, Ralph. Okay, anxiety and panic disorder, and uh, um, perhaps um, we'll get to the issue of implicit bias uh, by and by. By and by, yeah. By well, and we're by. working on we're working on our course now, our telecourse, and right now it's scheduled to roll out on September the twenty fourth. So it'll be readily available to everyone in the entire world. All what eight and a half billion people. Well, yeah. maybe eight, maybe eight and a half billion won't find it of uh, uh, great necessity, but uh, quite a few healthcare professionals will. Okay, so how how many people in the world, Ralph, do you think experience uh, psychological problems? Well, I think it's a surprising, surprisingly high percentage, Jim. It could be. Uh, perhaps as many as 50% uh, over the course of a lifetime will sometimes find themselves in uh, need, whether they get it or not, in need of uh, some kind of therapeutic intervention. Yeah. Now, 50% of uh, 8.5 billion people, that's a lot of people. That's, uh, you know, Four and a quarter billion. Okay, so we don't have mental health um, uh, resources to help that many people, unfortunately. And it's interesting, Ralph. The uh, uh, mental illness is pretty well spread, or not well spread, pretty much spread across every nation in the world, and uh, no nation seems to be immune uh, to it. Yeah. You know, you you look at uh, some of the Scandinavian countries where uh, wealth is fairly equitably divided and living conditions are pretty good for everybody. They have relatively few of what we see as the scourge of modern America, homeless people. Uh, there are a few unsheltered people in the Scandinavian countries. Uh, and, you know, by and large, when I said uh, the income is fairly equitably divided, it, it's a relatively good income that allows people to raise their family, schools are good, et cetera, et cetera. So you think, oh, that, those are, you know, really good countries to live in. Turns out they have uh, mental illnesses at about the same rate as any other country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No question. So what do you think the uh, most common mental illness is, Ralph? 
Well, I would say, uh, Jim, it's probably depression, uh, maybe followed up by something like anxiety, maybe followed up by something uh, perhaps you would say more serious, like schizophrenia. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. Depression is probably the most prevalent. Schizophrenia, probably the least prevalent, but the most devastating. And anxiety is there in the middle. I was looking online for uh, some prevalence rates, and about, oh, 4% or so of the uh, uh, world uh, suffers from uh, severe anxiety. That's 310 million people. And another 310 to 370 uh, experience panic attacks. So that's almost uh, a billion people altogether, you know, slightly yeah. less than a billion. So it's, uh, it's, it's you know, endemic. That's, that's, that's basically one, uh, one in every eight people. Yeah. No, one, one in every 800 people. Okay. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Moving okay. by decimal places mentally is not a strong skill for me. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, but but there's a, it a lot of people. No, yeah, the reason I, reason I suggested that we talk about this, Ralph, is that I, I was listening to a radio show on NPR the other day. I think it was last Thursday. This is a pretty interesting show. It's out of uh, Washington University. I guess that's in St. Louis. And... Um, uh, it's called 1A, and they take um, uh, a single topic and spend the entire hour on that topic and bringing in various experts. And uh, the, the topic uh, of the show that I listened to was um, anxiety and panic disorders. And that sparked my, my interest in, in those to share with our listeners. Um, the incidence is high, and they're pretty misunderstood. You know, we've just been giving you a bunch of statistics, but uh, apparently we're probably uh, seeing an underrepresentation because people don't go to their emergency room or they don't go to their, their local mental health clinic with their anxiety problems. And the... Um, uh, uh, People that were being inter interviewed uh, were asked about this, and uh, they said, by and large, they're ashamed of the fact that they are having, you know, anxiety problems or panic attacks. You know, they feel uh, like they shouldn't have them. You know, quotation marks around shouldn't, and that there's some, something kind of uh, some sort of a character flaw with them. Yeah, um, and. You know, it, particularly here in North America, where uh, we, many of us, were raised on uh, the culture of cowboy movies, uh, and uh, and other people raised on the culture of gangster and crime movies. And you know, everybody says, "Well, you know, John Wayne would never have a panic attack," and I'm. <laughs> You know, yeah. I see okay. myself as, as being like the Duke. Uh, you know, I, I just don't do that. And, of course, 90% uh, of the people uh, who say that uh, are nothing like the Duke. And probably uh, he had his own share of anxieties. 
Hmm. Do you know if he did? Do you know if he had any uh, emotional health problems? I don't know that. I mean, certainly the way he was portrayed, he didn't. But, uh, right. you know, the, the fact that uh, he was still playing, uh, quote, cowboy roles when he was, uh, relatively speaking, uh, an old, older guy and getting a bit uh, fat, uh, one needs to say it, but, uh, you know, he wasn't the... Uh, slim, rugged guy he was when he was 20. Uh, hey, none of us are, Ralph. Come on. <laughs> none of us are, no. And uh, yeah. so, you know, there there he was playing, uh, uh, you know, the uh, the old guy, the old gunslinger, the old, uh, you know, the old Ned Pepper uh, nemesis uh, that he played in his last couple of movies. And you say, well, you know, yeah, but uh, he was still rugged, and uh, uh, no, he was he was not what he was in his youth. And as you point out, none of us are. The older hey, I Ralph. get, the better I was. Hey, Ralph. The question was, do you know if he had had any kind of mental mental illness? You just did a a whole diatribe here on John Wayne getting old and fat. Now, let's go back to the, let's go back to our topic. <laughs> let's go back to the yeah. question. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I, don't, uh, I don't know if, if he had any uh, emotional uh, issues, but like you say, most of us do at some point and probably the, the Duke did as well. Okay. So the, you and I have been steeped in uh, uh, learning about implicit bias and uh, I learned something on this uh, uh, radio show that kind of shocked me. Now, Okay, well, what was that, Jim? Well, you told me the other day, well, this is a uh, digression, and I'd like a you know, 30-second uh, response from you, not a three-minute one on John Wayne, but you told me the other <laughs> day that uh, you had experienced a panic attack. What, are the, what was it like? Well, I had all the classic symptoms, uh, extreme agitation, terror, uh, dizziness, chest pains, stomach discomfort. I thought I was going to heave my guts out. I uh, couldn't breathe, and I had a rapid heart rate. Uh, all of those are associated with panic Sounds like a heart disorders. attack. Sounds yeah, like a heart attack. A heart attack. Okay. So the thing was, the uh, cause of this was uh, back in my early days of teaching, I had a, a student who uh, said to me in class, I, I had uh, told him that one of his answers was, uh, was incorrect. I was teaching uh, math at the time, and uh, he went nutso and said, I know where you live, and I'm going to burn your house down and kill your cat. And I went back to my office and fell out in flop sweat and had this panic attack. Now, I don't think it became a panic disorder because I've never had one since, and that's more years ago than I care to count. But, um, you know, it was certainly real at the time. And if I had right. gone, uh, if I'd gone to my doctor and said, hey, this happened, he might very well have said, 
I think you're sending you, had, you to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, you had a heart attack. I'm sending you right to the hospital. Yeah, because that's what it sounded like. Now, the interesting thing about this show, this one A show, uh, is that the uh, a number of people described their panic uh, attack in ways that were very similar to the way you described it, and they went to the ER and they had the full workup. And uh, uh, in some cases, I think they were diagnosed with a heart attack, but in a number of cases, the uh, uh, treating physician said, no, you're not having a heart attack, you're just having a panic disorder. Do you get that word, just? Just, yeah, that that's extremely dismissive. And uh, while it might be a correct diagnosis, I mean, theoretically, uh, the physician should have said, uh, you're having a a serious panic attack, uh, mm-hmm. and if you have another one, it might be panic disorder, and perhaps you should seek treatment other than um, medical other, intervention. Yeah, yeah, a, a clinical intervention other than a medical one. Yeah. Um, so the question would be, well, what kinds of treatment, you know, might be prescribed and one one treatment is uh, the regulation of breathing just and it's something you and I've talked about in the past and shared with our our listeners that uh, most of us breathe incorrectly and if you can learn how to breathe you know with your diaphragm you can sort of calm yourself down but the other part of it another another uh, way to think about it is to get a um, you know, brown paper bag and start breathing into it, breathing in and breathing yeah. out. Um, that ups your uh, carbon dioxide level in your blood, and that kicks in the parasympathetic nervous system. Because what you've got here with this panic disorder or anxiety attack or anxiety disorder is the sympathetic nervous system is going, as you described it, going nutso. And you got to do something to calm it down. And the thing yeah. to think about ahead of time is uh, okay if I have this feeling again you know was there an onset probably and uh, can you begin to uh, 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 mediate the effects of the the, the threat now do you think this guy was actually going to burn your house down and kill your cat Uh, I don't know Jim but I do know this that well, let me he, put it this way. Did, did he burn your house down? Did he kill your cat? No. Okay. Go but ahead. Let me, tell, let me tell you why. Uh, he had a history of uh, torturing and mutilating small animals and making threats uh, on authority figures. And uh, the local authorities uh, came that afternoon and took him away, and I think he was put in involuntarily uh, committed to therapy uh, in some sort of intervention program. So he didn't do what he said he was going to do, uh, not because of anything I did, but because of something the, uh, the president of the university did. Uh-huh, okay. So, the, the president of the university, that's Jerry, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, he's a friend of ours. We went to school with him. We, you, we both went to school with him. So you actually had told the president about this? Yeah, I went straight to his office at the end of class okay. and told him, and he immediately uh, called the authorities and said, uh, hey, uh, we've got student X here, uh, and they came back and said, yeah, we've got him on file X as a history of. And okay, huh, so, interesting. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. See, in all my work in universities and working in prisons, I never had anybody threaten me. I just had one person that was, you know, was going to kill me. And uh, my response to that was pretty interesting if I, when I think back on it. Uh, this is a guy who came across the desk and had his um, hands about an inch from my throat. Uh, he, was, he had a history of being a murderer, and he was about ready to, to put his hands on me. And I let out a, I can't say blood curdling, uh, a laugh. <laughs> like that. And it stopped him in his tracks. <laughs> and uh, then we were we were able to talk about it. And, uh, you know, I did not go to a warden or anything like that. But uh, um, it, it kind of goes into the, uh, uh, you know, how do you react when you're uh, threatened? Remember the... Uh, uh, freeze, uh, uh, yeah. run. Freeze, uh, flight, fight. Yeah, fight, freeze, fright. And I, my uh, uh, laughter was probably akin to a freeze. You know, I didn't do anything, and but uh, the, the 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 laughter sort of uh, jarred him out of what uh, uh, he was thinking about doing because there was a, a rule at well, there's a rule in, in all prisons. You hurt us and we'll hurt you. That is, you hurt the staff and, you know, we will not uh, tolerate it. And it, Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows what the rules are. And so, for the most part, I've, I felt safer in a maximum security prison than I did at a supervising or chaperoning at YMCA teen dance for, for you know, high school kids. Oh, yeah. Well. Uh, Oh well. So, um, but, you know the uh, the interesting thing, Jim, to me about this is, you would say, okay, well, you know, heart attack, uh, anxiety attack, yeah, they're kind of related, uh, but there's ways of of distinguishing one from another, and uh, the sort of uh, stats that have been gathered suggest that about 25% of people who come in saying, I'm having a heart attack, uh, are misdiagnosed as, yes, you're having a heart attack, um, instead of you have a panic disorder and should seek treatment for that. So okay. they, they're given the wrong diagnosis about one in four times. And so they probably are not given the correct treatment that they need, which would be some sort of therapy for anxiety reduction, but rather yeah, put on um, some kind of um, heart attack med, right? Yeah, cognitive huh. behavioral therapy or something, uh, you know, uh, try yoga, get more exercise, blah, blah. Avoid the kind of thing that brings you the onset until you have successfully 
mastered what is creating uh, your uh, panic disorder. Right, right. Uh, not, but instead they get, well, take two of these and call me in the morning, right? Okay, yeah. I get you. Well, it's kind of interesting, Ralph. You know, you and I are seeing, I guess we're going to call it implicit bias in a lot of different places these days. I would, when I was listening to the show on anxiety and panic, I did not expect to hear the things that I did. And I'm going to put, I'm going to see if I can find that show and put it up under learn more. And I'll put some other stuff up on in terms of uh, anxiety reduction for our uh, listeners. So until next time, this is Jim. And Ralph. Saying, keep your stick on the ice. Because we're all in this. All in this together. Together. <laughs>